0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Show Me Show podcast for episode 67. Uh, Today's episode, we got Mr. Jacob Michael Baldwin, our baseball extraordinaire, on to talk some uh, All-Star Week and trade deadline. About halfway through the year, so last time we had him on was for our MLB preview, and uh, we figured middle of the summer, great time to have him on. So uh, we're going to start the show. He's on right now, so we might have some other stuff after the interview, but probably not, because there's nothing to talk about outside of baseball, so... (laughs) uh, Jake, first off, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm glad to be back on the show. And, uh, same thing we had going last year. I think we did a all-star break show. So it's kind of becoming tradition now.
0: Oh, of course. I'm glad to hear you're doing well. Uh, let's get to some of the questions here. So Jake, how is this MLB season been? Just overall? I mean, obviously the Cardinals are, you know, they're, they're the Cardinals, but, yeah. uh, Outside of that, how has it been?
1: Weird. I feel like it's been a weird season. Uh, Even with the Cardinals, even without the Cardinals, like not talking about them, some of these bigger teams like the Yankees, the Mets, the Padres, none of them are kind of really in it. I mean, they're fringe in it, but... It's weird to see not those big-name teams, and it's kind of weird to see teams like the Orioles and the Diamondbacks and the Rangers, all of them up at the top of the standings. Marlins. Marlins as well. And the Reds at the top of the NL Central. So it's it's been weird. It's weird to see all those teams like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely for sure. It's it's very unpredictable, I guess, to say the to say the least. Um, Kim, you want to get into some questions here? <laughs>
2: Yeah, sure. Obviously, me and Luke are cuddling, sharing a mic today. Um, but uh, I had some questions, and it's me, me and Luke, we're broken records with the Cardinals, so we're kind of going bigger picture, I think, today, uh, more, uh, especially around All-Star break. Um, and these are two that I really wanted uh, to hear your thoughts on, because we just talked about how weird of a season it's been so far. Um, so these are same questions for each, um, for the NL and AL, but your biggest surprise so far in the NL team and then player. So start with those two. I would like to hear what you have to say about that.
1: Uh biggest surprise for me in the NL I'll have to go with actually the Marlins. Uh, they have a good, good little thing going and I'm really surprised cause I kind of thought they would be down there with the Nationals, probably not as bad as the Nationals, but they're holding on to a wild card spot right now. And they're kind of in a tough division when you look at it. They got the Braves, they got the Phillies and the Mets, and they kind of take an advantage of how bad the Phillies and the Mets have been. So they have really a team that surprised me. Uh, the, kind of the other teams, like the Diamondbacks, that you, I would put on that list. But I could kind of wrap my head around that if you told me that at the beginning of the season, but I would say the Marlins. Yeah, like, I did. Like, yeah I did. like you did but I would say the Marlins has probably been the biggest shock for me on how well they're actually playing.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I would concur with that. I would also say maybe the biggest surprise has been some of the downfalls of some of these teams, kind of like you just said a few moments ago, kind of like the Padres not being very good and even the Mets, but the Mets are just kind of Metsane and stuff. But, yeah, um, what about what about Player? For a
1: player, I'll go, I'll stick with the Marlins, and I'm going to go Luis Arias. Um, kind of having fun watching his battle for a 400 season, uh, betting average wise, even though I hate that stat. But uh, he's really surprised me, and just that trade in general really has surprised me. Uh, kind of a deal that comes off as a win win for. <laughs> A win-win for both teams as the Cardinals give up a solo shot right there. And now the Marlins take the A shot by the backup catcher. But I would say watching Arias and, you know, I kind of thought at the beginning of the season that he was just like a singles guy, but he's actually mixed in a lot of extra base hits as well, a lot of doubles. And he's probably the biggest reason why the Marlins are doing so well.
0: Yeah, I, I would say that too. Um, He's kind of like that perfect piece that was missing for the Marlins. You know, they, they have some power. They have a ton of pitching, but they don't really have the on-base guy. Um, so to have that, like, the the top-of-the-order guy that just consistently gets on base is just uh, huge for them, I think, a huge part of their success. Um, on to the Marlins real quick, just to stay on it. Skip Schumacher, first-year manager. Cardinals, obviously, lost him in the offseason, and now – We see what's happening with the Cardinals. We see what's happening with the Marlins. Do you think he had anything to do with, I don't know, maybe some of the Cardinals' success from last year? Not
1: as much as people think, I would say, because, and he just said the other day in one of his interviews, everything that he's teaching and everything he knows, he said he learned from being in the Cardinal organization. That's basically where he was his whole career and spent one year there as the bench coach, so... I mean, how much does a bench coach really play into it, really? In one season of him being the bench coach, I don't think made that big of a difference in how good we were last year, really. But, I mean, he's doing a great job in Miami, and I'm happy for him. Someone I've always really liked.
0: Oh, I, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I was very excited when he got the managerial job, and I'm I'm glad to see that they're doing well. I'm, not tonight, obviously, because they're playing us, but uh, – <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, what about the AL surprise team and player?
1: AL, I'm going to go with the team that I just mentioned earlier, uh, how good the Rangers have been. Uh, obviously, they spent big in the offseason, and they did the offseason before, too. They have DeGrom, who's now hurt, and they have Simeon and Seeger. But I really thought that no matter how good the Rangers were, the Astros would be better and they would just carry that division. But the Rangers have really stepped up, and they look like a whole new ball club from when they do last year.
0: They also got a new manager too. Yeah. I think that that has to, a chance to be just like a huge part of the game is just hiring managers that know ball. Right? I mean, really. Um, but, yeah, the Rangers have stepped up. But do you think that they will ultimately hold on to the division? Because the Astros are coming. They're, they're going to Astro at some point this year.
1: Yeah, I I think the Astros will Astro, but I don't know. I think the Rangers will be just fine, and I do think they'll hold on to that division because their lineup right now is kind of just a juggernaut, and they can afford for a couple guys in their lineup to go ice cold, and they still have like four or five guys that can still go two for three with a bunch of home runs and stuff like that. And I think their lineup is deeper than the Astros lineup is. But the Astros probably have the edge in starting pitching, I would say.
2: Yeah, I also, you know, they kind of have a good stranglehold on it right now because, like, the Astros have kind of just been hovering around 500 baseball. And, like, like we said, I mean, they're probably going to pop off here pretty soon. But, I mean, they have quite a stranglehold on it. I know just a couple, like, a week or so ago, I think it was, like, 11 games above everybody else, I think. so. Um, I mean,
1: they're only two and a half about the Astros now, mm-hmm. so I mean they're right there. But I don't know, both teams. It's going to be something that's going to be awesome to watch how that plays out. But I I do get what Luke, you guys are saying though. The Astros are kind of one of those teams that feels like they always start off bad, and then they're just gonna bang on a couple trash cans, and then they're gonna get going. All right,
2: what about AL player?
1: close this segment out the only guy that comes to mind when we talk about this and i feel like it's so cliche to say but it's just it's otani it's gotta be he's just amazing to watch and he's doing stuff i feel like every night there's a new stat involving otani and i don't remember that one meme on twitter but something about how otani and Trout always break some kind of record and then that hasn't been done since like nineteen oh nine. It's
0: the uh like the Otani does something that hasn't been done since Tugston, Armo Doyle and yeah. Trout hits two homers and the Angels lose eight to four or something <laughs> like that. Uh yeah, that's the that's a stat I always see.
1: Yeah. But uh like just the other night, like Otani in one game raised his F war by like point eight or something yeah. like that. Point 0.4,
0: four pitching, point four hitting. Yeah, in just
1: one night he almost gained one war. And he's just amazing to watch. And I think he's easily the MVP. And uh, he's actually kept the Angels a little bit in contention this year. I mean, but now we'll really see how that plays out because Trout's going to be out for the next month. So now we'll really see how valuable Otani is. But, I mean, obviously he's probably the most valuable player in baseball, like I just said. But now we get a real chance to see how he does just by himself, really.
0: Uh, This is kind of... Stand on the Otani topic. So he is, we talked about this season being so exciting. He's a huge reason why this season has been so exciting. Just watching him dominate pitching. Now he's kind of tailed off a little bit here. I think he has like a blister on his finger or something. So that might be the reason why he's not doing his pitching wise. Um, But he is on pace to break the home run record. Uh, If I keep seeing these stats, like him and Judge, Judge last year and him this year, Mm -hmm. neck and neck. That would be like one of the greatest like haha FU moments, I think, in baseball history. Um but uh he is a free agent in the offseason. Yeah. J- just how much money would you give him personally and do you think he's gonna get
1: <sighs> way north of five hundred million is what he's gonna get. <laughs> I don't know. He's worth whatever he gets, I think, but I just can't like I almost want to say like $600 million. but then I don't know if a team would give him that much a year. Like who could afford $600 million? I guess Steve Cohen maybe, but does he want to go to the Mets? But I think he'll shatter the all-time record for AAV and total contract and all of it, and he deserves every penny of whatever he's going to get.
0: I mean, I think we could be looking at like he's competing with like messy level contracts. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean – He's one of, he's probably the best hitter in the game, maybe. That's probably worth at least 30, 35 million. And then he's still like an ace pitcher. So you think that way, I mean, you can reasonably talk yourself into giving him 60, 70 million a year. Yeah. Reasonably. Yeah. And you can say, yeah, this, it's worth it. Um, which is just weird. You've never seen that in the history of baseball before, like even remotely close to that number. So any sport. Yeah. In any sport. Um, But especially, I mean, baseball is the big contract sport. We never even see that. So Um, we'll move on here to All-Star Week a little bit. Uh, So, you know, the the midway point of the season is obviously All-Star Week. Um, Leads off with the Derby. The Derby field just got set. Luis Robert is the number one seed. He's my watch, my must-watch player in the Home Run Derby. I think he's going to just be awesome. Some of the home runs he hits have just been massive. He just drives the ball. Um, we, it is a little bit of a mid-home run derby, like you said. Um, th- there's just, like, what? It, well, it's not bad. It's just not the top eight names, I think. It's probably, like, the tier below that. So it's still, it's a, still a pretty good tier. But uh, what are you most looking forward to in the home run derby, and how do you think it's going to go? Like, who do you think is going to win? Uh,
1: I'm most looking forward to watching Julio Rodriguez, actually, in his home ballpark. Uh, he's young, he's exciting, and pretty, he put on a pretty good show last year too, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he went to the finals in yeah. Soda.
1: Yeah, and so I'm really excited to see how he does and how he holds up and just that crowd, they'll love it. It's going to be a packed stadium like it always is, and I love that stadium too, Seattle. It's a great place to have the derby. But I'll tell you what I'm not looking forward to is Pete Alonso. I hate that they keep letting him in the derby. He's making it not fun. He takes it so serious. It almost makes me mad.
0: I completely disagree with you. I love that he takes it so serious. I love having a guy that's just so dedicated to it. (laughs) It's 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 sicko level, in my opinion. And it's just I mean, it it's awesome just to see a guy that takes it that seriously and like is that passionate about
1: it. Last year when they kept showing like all those camera angles and he like looks so locked in and all that stuff, and then he didn't even make it to the finals. Like maybe, but maybe that means he has something in store for this year because he let so many people down last year. So maybe he he'll be right back in it. But like with him and another thing about him is, I just feel like he always he's always in the derby, and I kind of wish they would get a little bit more new faces. Like Julio's been in it before, but obviously he should be back in it because it's at his home ballpark. I think Vlad's been in it a couple times. And then Pete's obviously been in it a bunch, so I wish sure. they would switched up a little bit yeah
0: i I think Brandy a Rosa and there's gonna be really fun uh, mm-hmm. he's just an electric player uh but yeah, a lot of the guys they they just do it again, but it's because a lot of people don't want to do the whole yeah. lot of derby it's like there it's almost like there's a stigma around it where it's like if you do it it'll mess up your swing when it's actually turned out to be the opposite. A lot of guys say it helps their swing 21. um which is. I don't know why that narrative is created, but uh, I don't know what, what is happening in the Cardinal name <laughs> right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of new faces, and I think it's just because those are the guys that enjoy doing it, and they're going to come back and do it, and there's not a lot of guys like that anymore. Um, and then another note, there's two former Cardinals in the home <laughs> run derby. Uh, so that's a little bit of a sore subject. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting is. big days from both of them especially Randy, but, uh, yeah, so who do you think is going to win it all?
1: I'm picking Julio in his home ballpark.
0: Okay, uh, he is he's going up against Pete in the first round. Yeah, I okay. know,
1: but I'm very anti-Pete in the Derby. So, also, MLB, they love a good story, so I wouldn't be surprised if Julio has the the juice balls maybe in it. We all remember last year, I think, I think Albert's basket had the juice balls in them last year. So even though they're actually probably all super juiced, uh, but hopefully Julio's are just a little bit more, but that's who I'm picking to win.
0: All right. I I'm going Pete. So that's going to be a big first round matchup. Uh, I, I just love the the batting practice coach that Pete has throw to oh, him. Yeah, the, old guy. the old the old guy, and he just throws yeah. meatballs. He he basically looks like uh, Adam Wainwright yeah, out I was just there. Say, he's uh, ask yeah, Wayne, right? Maybe maybe looks like Stephen like right handed Stephen Matz or yeah. something. Uh, it's basically what he looks like out there, and he just perfect every single time. And his mechanics just so consistent. It makes it so easy for Pete, and I love just the combination of them in there. So. I, uh,
1: I wonder if like something were to happen with that old guy, if like Pete would stop doing the derby forever. Or if he would just find a new batting he, practice. You coach. mean like he croaks? Well he's just older, so you never know. <laughs> something could happen to him. I don't, I don't wanna say he's gonna die, but if it gets Pete out of the derby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're not planning on doing anything to his pitching Oh, no. I, cause no. I, you're got some bad vibes against Big Meat Pete over here. I just don't like
1: Pete Alonzo, man. He tried to take, he tried to fight at the ball club last year. Stubby Clap had to take him down. And then <laughs> he underperforms in the Derby. I just don't like him. And Frank hates him, too, so.
0: See, I don't know why Frank hates him, because Pete Alonzo, he's literally Mr. Met. Uh, he plays almost every single game. He uh, if you look at his games played, it's like 160 games every year except for maybe one year he has like a 10 day IL stint like this year. He's going to be out there every single day. He's going to be batting in the lineup third every single day. And I love a, a guy that's out there just, you know, playing his heart out for his team. I think he loves the city of New York, so um, a Mets fan to hate him, I I don't really get that. He's so overrated. He's overrated. Yeah. Okay. He's just a slugger. He's not like a great player. He's just a slugger.
1: Well, you got to provide some more, a little bit more value to your team, I think. I'm looking okay. at the war leaders right now. I don't even think he's top 50.
0: Cam, who's your prediction? Yeah, Cam. I don't even think he knows his in the derby. The field was just announced. I, don't, I was eating dinner you read me off the field, I can, I can give you something off the dome. Uh, first round, one seed Luis Robert versus eight seed Adley Rutschman. Uh, the two seed Pete Alonso versus seven Julio Rodriguez. The three seed Mookie Betts versus Vlad. And then this is one of my favorite matchups because it's sicko, Cardinals. Adolis Garcia versus Randy Rosarena in the first round. That'll be fun. Who won it last year? Juan. Soda. Soda, yeah. That's right. And I don't Soda. even think
2: that last round was very close between <laughs> those two. Julio and Juan last year. Uh I don't remember to be honest. I think it was kind of a blowout, but um I
1: remember where the All-Star game was last Minnesota, year. Minnesota,
2: I think,
1: wasn't it? No, not Minnesota.
0: LA. L.A., yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Uh
1: shit.
2: Um <laughs> give me
0: Give me chalk. Give me Luis. Okay, all right. That's not really chalk. He's never been in there before, but I'd say Pete's more chalk, honestly. Yeah. But, uh, I'm looking
1: at Alonzo's stats right now. He has a 311 OBP. That's nice. terrible. Yeah,
0: that's like Molina level. Bad. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to the All-Star game here. Uh, All-Star week, it's one of my favorites. I was never able to watch it growing up because I felt like I always had, like, a baseball game or something going on. Or like I had to go to my sister's softball game. Or I was out of town on vacation or something. So uh now that I can watch it like consistently, it's it's become one of my favorites. Uh the Cardinals only have one All Star and uh he just Whoa. Oh, wow, what a catch though. And uh That was like a hurdle. Yeah, that was a good catch. Uh so yeah, we have one All Star. Well, I mean I don't even know yeah. what to say about the All-Star game. I mean, because everyone who got snubbed, Man. I feel like, is in. Wander is now in due to injury. Can I say
1: uh, one thing about the All-Star game that I hate? Yeah, go ahead. I hate that every team has to have someone in the All-Star game. I hate that. I like hate the, Do- the Detroit Tigers are putting in Michael Lorenzen, who's not that good at all. He's maybe mid.
0: He has like a 4.2 ERA, yeah. and he's got like more walks than strikeouts. Yes, you know. <laughs> I
1: just don't like that every team has to send someone. I think it should be just the
2: best
0: players. Or right, I even think That's simple. Even like and a get guy, rid of fan voting. I don't I think the fans kinda did good this year. They did solid. It wasn't perfect but it was solid.
1: I think it was alright. But I just just let the players decide who they think the best players are.
0: I I get that, but like every sport has fan voting. Like, all, all the other sports have, have fan voting for the, the starters. It's like a tradition.
1: Yeah, but I would feel like MLB has the best all-star game out of any of the sports.
0: That's true. They do do it so well. So maybe
1: they should okay get more players in that are – get more of the better players in, and they will even elevate to another level of how they do an all-star weekend.
0: Who do you think uh, shouldn't have been in fan voting-wise? Like, what do you disagree with the fans – because I think almost I have to look every it up. single... I have to look it up. At least in the American League, I think they just absolutely nailed the positions. Well, um,
1: I will say one thing. I will agree with you that it has gotten a lot better. But I think it's because it's been so like spoken into existence how bad fan voting is that it almost this year did like a 180 because of how many people said that fan voting is just terrible.
0: You yeah, know. for sure. Uh, I'm looking through here.
1: I almost feel like Matt Olson should have been an NL starter
0: at uh, first. Freeman. Uh, that that could go either way, though. Yeah, I'd be I would have been fine either way with that. Um,
1: also, this has nothing to do with fan voting. But Whit Merrifield gets an All Star game.
0: Yeah, I thought that was weird. That I thought it was weird. weird he was top two, and I thought it was even weirder he got a reserve bid.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's terrible. Also, I don't know if Arenado should have been the starter at third.
0: Uh, If you look at the NL third baseman, it was, like, just mid across the board. Austin Riley's not better than Arenado this year? No. Okay. He's not significantly worse, but almost every single category is just slightly worse than Arenado. So.
1: All right. Well, Arenado has been better than he started. He started off terrible, but.
0: Yeah. He's definitely turned it around. Yeah. Um.
1: Is Orlando RCM really no, 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 the best food stopper? No, the National That
0: that would be the one that I'd say yeah. they got wrong. Um, I mean, Dansby was pretty good. there uh, well, has been all right this year. He's batting like two ten though. Oh yeah, he he's is? basically Contreras average wise. Yeah, and he has a little more home runs, but. <laughs> uh, you have any final thoughts about the All Star game? Uh, no, not really. Okay. I just. I I hope
1: it's a really high-scoring game. Yeah. I hope it's like 20 to 25. But now that it doesn't matter about who wins, Mm -hmm. I hope it's just crazy good offense.
0: We're just like sick pitchers, like throwing nasty pitches. Yeah. Like Felix Bautista coming in, like closing down the game, would just be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Cam, you got any questions? I would just like to point out, I
2: think one thing I've really started to like over the past few years about this All-Star game is – how they are constantly talking to the players throughout the game. I think that that shit is so sweet. Like Nestor Cortez, I think was last year. they They talked to him for a while, but they'll even talk to like guys out in the outfield and that stuff, like the sounds of the game, like the fans just like right behind them, but also like them communicating with their teammates, whether it's a fly ball or just, you know, the stuff that you're communicating as a player in the field since you're In kindergarten, you know, one down, whatever, whatever plays it, whatever, looking at your shift card, whatever. But I always liked that stuff. Um, So I'm glad that I I, that's the part that I actually, I think, enjoy the most of the all star game. So,
0: yeah, I'm all right. I guess we can move on to trade deadline. That's that's kind of the last big topic we have on here for the baseball wise. It's going to be an interesting trade deadline. Uh, a lot of weird, unexpected sellers and a lot of unexpected buyers. I mean, that kind of that's just the flow of the season, though, I guess. Um, who are your biggest buyers? Who do you think is going to like be the most heavy on the market this year?
1: Uh, I think that, and I'm I'm a little biased because I I need them to win the NL Central because that's who I pick. But the Cubs owner has keeps coming out and saying how active they have been and how active they plan on being at the trade deadline. So they're a team that I look out for. Uh, Someone in the NL Central has got to do something big, I feel like, in terms of buying, because the Brewers, Reds, and even Cubs, I think, could all a couple pieces and they could run away with the division. Maybe not the Cubs because they're seven out. But if they make a big enough splash, they could be in it, definitely. So I really look at Someone in the NL Central. Um,
0: I, I don't know about that. I, I could see the Cubs doing it, but the Reds and Brewers have never been buyers ever. Like, the, Think of when the Brewers have had a good trade deadline ever. You can't think. And they've been good for years. They traded
1: for CeCe Sabathia yeah. at the deadline.
0: Okay. An old CeCe Sabathia.
1: He was not old when they traded for him. He was like the Cy Young winner.
0: Well, that was a long time. That was like the different management, though.
1: Same, Same ownership, ownership, I think.
0: I guess I'm just I'm thinking more recently, but uh, I mean they, they traded,
1: traded for Yelich in the off season, so they made they have been I'm, able to make moves. I'm
0: talking about the trade deadline. I know, I know but, but I'm just sure. I'm
1: sure they're. They made a big splash last year, but I mean it worked out. Josh Hader. Yeah, it worked out bad for them, but I mean they're not. I don't think they're. Not necessarily going to pull in someone that makes like $30 million, obviously. They're not going to pull in a top fish, but I think they could have a big deadline with small moves that could pay off. I don't think necessarily they might be the biggest buyer,
0: but I still think they'll probably add something. All right, and this is getting I, a little off topic here, but since we're talking about the Brewers, are they cheating?
1: <laughs> no, I just think it goes to show how bad the email you know, central is. That the Brewers can be in the NL top of the NL Central every year, even though they're not good at all. If they were any other division, they would be fourth or fifth. In any other
0: division. Okay. I'm I'm glad that someone sees that though.
2: American League Central? Fourth or fifth? Okay. They <laughs> <laughs> not the American
1: League Central. Neither are the Centrals. They're both awful. <laughs>
0: All right, yeah, back to the biggest buyers,
1: though. Yeah, another team I'm really interested in is the Orioles. I really think, I thought last year almost they were going to have a big trade deadline. But they decided not to, and they actually sold at the deadline last year. And, I mean, it worked out for this year, but they just have so many good young players that I think they could afford to get rid of some of those good young players for, like, a savvy veteran. So they're probably the... AL team that I'm most looking
0: forward to see what they do at the deadline alright you you thinking like a pitcher for them probably probably okay Uh, what about your biggest sellers like who has the most to offer I can think of two big ones in the NL and the AL so I'm interested to see I can
1: think of like three in the NL off the top of my head I think Obviously Cardinals, I don't know if we'll call it selling, but it's definitely going to be some retooling, I think. I also think it would work out better for the Mets if they did sell at the deadline instead of add. I think they're just so far out of it that they should just sell. Trade a couple guys who are going to be free agents at the end of the season and free up a little bit of cash that you can do something with and just throw the towel in on this season. It's already been miserable to watch, so... I think they should just throw the towel in this season. Same with the Padres. I think they should also Whoa. throw the towel in on this season. They're not that. They're really not they, that good. You
0: think they? You think they should trade like guys like Soto and Snell, or who? Who, who would they trade?
1: Yeah, I think they should. I mean, they're six games under five hundred.
0: I guess. And... Like the thing with the Mets and Cardinals have a lot of guys with expiring contracts, but the Padres, like all their guys, are locked Ew. up forever, I feel like. Except for Soto and Snell. They expire next year. Yeah. But those are the only two guys I could really see them like actually trading.
1: Yeah, but the other guys just, if they're not playing good, I think they should trade them. Or, I mean, they need pitching bad. That's probably their biggest need. So maybe they, I don't know what they do, trade, sell some hitters to buy some pitchers maybe. Uh, Like a little bit of both. But they need to do something like, obviously, they got Hayter and Soto at the deadline last year, so they're no stranger to making big moves. But I don't know if it's selling or buying, but they have to do some kind of big move.
0: I, I agree with that. I don't know if pitching is even – I mean, paper-wise, pitching is definitely their biggest weakness, but their offense has been underperforming. Like it Yeah, was, uh, it has underperformed.
1: But I think that over time the offense will bounce back, but I just don't see this pitching being good over time. Like, I – you have a little bit more faith in the offense. And then the American League biggest seller, White Sox, probably. I don't I don't even know if there's going to be a team in the AL that's, like, going to do a massive sell. Oakland, maybe, will try and sell whatever they have left, maybe. But besides that, I would say that Astros, not the Astros, the uh, White Sox. Yeah.
0: I mean, uh... I, White Sox is the one that really, really gets to me because if you look at their roster, I mean it's Lance Lynn, it's Joe Kelly, it's Lucas Giolito. That's probably the biggest one. They even came out the other day and said they would maybe trade Luis Robert. That would be huge. Uh, Mike Clevenger, he, he's, he's expiring. Yasmani Grandal's expiring next year. They just have so many guys that could help out a club, mm-hmm. and I think I, they're pretty far out of it right now. I mean, if they go on a run here before the All Star break, maybe not. Which they do play the Cardinals, so they could. But
1: the only problem I have with the White Sox is I feel like all those guys have very decently large contracts. Like Grandal makes probably almost twenty million. Lynn makes almost twenty million. Joe Kelly makes like ten million, which is kind of a lot for a reliever. That's the only problem
0: is they have a lot of bad contracts. I feel like which should be harder to move. Well, I don't feel like it it'd be harder to move because if you're going in for contending, you don't mind the contract. It would just be hard to get a lot in return for them. Yeah. I feel like. So like
1: guys like Lynn, if they were to sell off Lynn and you're going all in for this year, but Lynn still has one more year. So is it really worth it for a team to go all in on a regressing Lynn and then have to pay him 20 million again next year?
0: Uh in my opinion, probably not. But Yeah, that's what I'm thinking um, too. I mean, you can maybe get like a, a small prospect for him with, with some upside, but uh, you're not going to get like a big return for Lance Lynn, I don't feel like. Um, and then what's your top players to target this off or not this offseason, at the trade deadline? Like what are maybe let's just say three players that you think will have the biggest impact down the stretch?
1: Well, number one, I would say if they do decide to move him, I would say it'd be Shane Bieber of the Guardians. He's won a Cy Young before. Uh, probably one of the better pitchers in the game. Top 10 when he's on. Maybe even top five. So he's probably the biggest one to watch out for. Uh, but the Guardians play in that god-awful division. So, yeah, they're only like a game out. But they, I just don't know if they're going to be able to give... Beaver the money he wants once he becomes a free agent so I feel like they just might as well trade him and then another guy I'm really interested to see what the Cardinals do with Jordan Montgomery because he's been really good as of late and he was just really good against his old team the Yankees and if Beaver's not available I feel like you could argue that Montgomery's the best starting pitcher available besides maybe Giolito but I would maybe I'd probably even put Montgomery above Giolito. So he those are I'll go with those two as my next two. Because pitching always teams always need pitching, so I would say Bieber, Giolito, and uh Montgomery.
0: Okay. What about a hitter? You think there's any big impact hitters that could get traded at the deadline? Well, like you
1: just said, Louis, if they open a trade in Luis Robert, then I would easily say he's probably the best hitter available at the deadline. And I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of stuff about Soto lately. Just the Padres are so mad at how underperforming he is. But I just feel like I don't think the Padres will trade him one bit. But if he does become available, he'll be someone to watch. So I'd say them too. He's
0: almost he's almost getting a Kyrie Irving reputation. Yeah. Maybe not quite as weird. Like He's just like a team cancer, which is weird because he was like so good when he was young. But mm-hmm. – uh. Can you get any trade deadline questions? I kind of asked yours for me, so okay, <laughs> no thanks. Just a hard pass. Um, we'll get into some of like just other baseball stuff here. Give me a short version of what the hell is going on with the St. Louis Cardinals this year.
1: <laughs> Finally, we get into the Cardinal talk. <laughs> I just think it's been well. Clearly it's how bad our starting pitching has been.
0: I mean. But we have six starting pitchers. (laughs) You forget that. You forget that we have six of them. How could it be so bad?
1: Well, we never said we had six good starting pitchers. (laughs) You just said we had six starting pitchers. But I mean, that's the start of it all is how bad the pitching has been. And the bullpen has been bad too. Uh, But there's been a lot of underperforming hitters as well, I feel like. And I just saw a tweet on Twitter, and it said, to sum up the Cardinals, it's been mediocre hitting and god-awful pitching. And I feel like that's a perfect way to describe what's going wrong for the Cardinals.
0: Okay, there's been a lot of calls for Ali Marmol's head. (laughs) What are your thoughts on that? You were a big enter-oil guy at the beginning.
1: Yeah. I really was at the beginning, and I feel like I changed my opinion on if Marvel should get fired, like, every day. Like, sometimes he'll make a move, and I'm like, oh, that's terrible. But then sometimes I'm just like, he doesn't really build the roster, so it's not as much his fault, really, that he has no pitching and a terrible bullpen. And, and I mean, how much of development is really on him, and how much is it on the front office, so... I just think with how bad our team's been, there's no real reason to fire him. Like I don't think we bring in a new manager right now in the season and we turn it around. So I definitely not now. Firing right now makes no difference, I think, really. If you want to do it at the end of the season, then I think like yeah, I could yeah. see yeah, I could see why you want to do that. But doing it right now I don't think this is the move.
0: Uh you've mentioned this before to me and Cam, I think. But the difference between Marmol and Shield, what was it
1: leadership, I think it was, yeah, I mean, I just talked to you the other day about that video that uh was it Randy or was it was a Rosarina post on his Instagram story when the Cardinals won the central in two thousand nineteen, and uh or it might have been when they won the n l d s after the Brave series. But uh, he posted that kind of hype video, hype speech that Mike Schilt gave. And I just feel like I don't know if Marmol would be able to do that right now. And I don't know if he has, maybe has the locker room to do that right now. And I think that's the big difference. I think uh, Marmol is probably a better in-game manager than Schilt was. And I think Marmol's more analytical than Schilt was. But Schilt had the leadership, and that might be... Maybe the Cardinals undervalued Shields' leadership.
0: I, I think so, too. Uh, I was not a big shield guy, so I'm not going to come out here and say, oh, we shouldn't have fired him because I was I was a little bit happy when we did. Uh, but, I mean, you mentioned that Marmol's an analytical guy, but we, we hire a person to manage a team. We don't hire a computer. So I, I do think you should incorporate it a little bit um, here. But, I mean, you can only – you got to go off the vibes of the game. And I sometimes feel that Marmol fails on that just a little bit. Um, that that's my knock on him for sure. in his leadership, but the Schilt thing that you mentioned, the video, Randy Rosarina, that was a uh, behind closed doors. We, we made fun of Schilt a lot for his media and like how he would just have the same press conference basically over and over again. Like our guys fought our tails off, but, uh, that speech that, that he gave on the, that wasn't meant for the public to hear that was just for the locker room. And so to see kind of behind the door, what that was like, I think, uh, you know, it gave us a taste of what the Cardinals players thought of Mike Schilt. So um, it's enough Mike Schilt talk though. He, he hasn't gotten a job yet. So we obviously can't be that good of a manager. Uh, Yeah. That's about all I got. <laughs> all right. Other than I think Jack Flaherty is going to be a great deadline pickup. I would argue he might, have the most upside out of all three of those guys you mentioned, other than maybe Bieber. I just don't think Bieber's going to get traded. Um,
1: I don't know, man. I think Montgomery's way better than Flaherty.
0: I I think Flaherty just hates it here, to be honest. I think he just hates the Cardinals. Like he hates the city. He's purposely pitching bad, so he gets I don't, traded. I don't think he's purposely. I just think his morale is a little low right yeah, now. He has a guy. L.A. A bit better in L A or San Fran. Well, yeah, that's that's the obvious joke. But uh, <laughs> if you listen to Talking Baseball, all the podcasts, Trevor Plouffe's on there, and he's like best friends with Jack Flaherty, and he's like, I've never met someone so obsessed with free agency as Jack Flaherty is. Like, he really? just wants to get paid, and he knows <laughs> maybe start pitching better, you'll get paid. <laughs> he just he knows the Cardinals aren't going to pay him. Apparently, he doesn't like even he doesn't give a shit about any of the arbitration meetings. Like he just lets his agent do it and he's just like, I'll just, I'll do it when it comes to free agency. So that's a little interesting to me, but I think he does just hate it here in St. Louis. And I think that if he gets like a, a fresh start somewhere else, especially to a team that's competing, I mean, we saw what he can do a second half of the year in 2019, where he can just dominate. Um, I don't know if he's got, I don't know if yeah, he's got, four
1: years four ago. Years
0: ago. I don't know if he's got that type of dominance in him, but uh, he's, I think he's still got it in him, so. Uh baseball. That's over. You would do a little bit of personal Jake questions here. Sure. Let's do it. The personal personal life of Jake.
2: Alright. Um moving on from baseball a little bit. Uh, football. A month away. <laughs>
0: Football.
2: Um, yeah, got football in this I, just, how are you Broncos going to do this year, Jake? Um, are you excited? Are you not excited? I mean, we, Ross is ready to cook again. He's finally got a guy that will discipline him and Coach Payton. Um, what, how are we feeling about that? I mean, we were ready to get rid of that other head coach, Nathaniel. It was time yeah. for him to go. Yep. And. We get a you get a stud coach. Yeah. So what are you thinking?
1: Well, I gotta say I am excited that we finally have figured out. A, I feel like hopefully we finally found a head coach. I feel like ever since I started really getting into the Broncos with Vance Joseph, it's just been head coach after head coach after head coach trying to find the right head coach. Yeah, Fangio, who was all right for a little bit, and just but then turned out like all the other ones. And then – so I'm happy that we finally got – hopefully finally have a head coach that can get us t- into the playoffs. I think we have the longest streak out of any team, don't we?
0: Jets.
2: Jets. Jets. And then us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And – but your last playoff one was the Super Bowl. So at least yeah, you got that for you. Um, yeah, uh, under Kubiak, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think having the new – New head coach that's experienced, knows what he's doing, and well-respected will help. I mean, he obviously, apparently he's already putting Russ to work and made Russ get rid of a bunch of shit. He doesn't have his personal office anymore in there and all that kind of stuff. And his personal trainers don't get to come in there anymore. So hopefully that all helps out. But I will say this. If the Broncos have another terrible season, I might be on the fan free agency. I might. Pull Frank the Tank and head to Fan Free Agency, and just see what happens. Or I might just turn into Rob Lowe and just have my NFL logo hat. Your shield, and, the shield. Yeah, I might just not root for any team. I think because the that's what the Broncos have done to me, is they make me not want to. But I am. I do really like rooting against certain teams like the Packers and the Steelers. Not to be mean, but. I do really like watching them lose. So I might just turn into that as a go game by game and
2: see who I want to lose. Yeah. Just turn into that's half of it. Really? It's really is actually, no, I'd say it's half of it. It's half of football fandom, uh, to root for your team is one half and to hate on your friends, teams, and just teams you don't like is the other half. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah. I'm excited for, uh, see what the Broncos do in that crazy division as well. Um, next question. How is coaching little league baseball this year? Jacob
1: It definitely was interesting. And it was, I have really, I've come to enjoy it. I'm getting looking more forward to the games than I was at the beginning of the season and kind of in the middle point of the season, I was like, felt like almost a little bit of a chore, but, uh, We've seen a lot of improvement from a lot of the kids, so that's really made it interesting and wanting to go to another game. But this Saturday, you know, we got the playoffs, first round of the playoffs for the Pepsi Tigers. So we'll see how that goes, and I guess if we win, we'll keep going. And then if not, I'm retiring as a little league coach. (laughs) Good in there.
0: Short run. (laughs)
1: uh, Or not retiring, probably. If I ever have a son, then I'll coach him. But putting it on pause, I'm definitely not doing it again next year. But it's been it's been good. I have a good time when I'm there, even when we're getting killed. I <laughs> said so I just talk with Will and Logan the whole time, and then kind of just let the kids play whatever position they want after that. But I tried to explain to him last game that you know no horsing around this week. We got a game to win. And quit asking me to play positions that you're not good at because we, we
2: gotta win, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Um any any roster news? Any big players missing this Saturday? Yeah,
1: Augie's not gonna be there. Uh I mean, that's a big blow for the offense. Uh even the pitching, it shakes up the whole pitching staff. But uh, you know, we've not had Augie there before and we've won. So I think we'll be just fine, but it, it'll also be one of those things where I could see us going. If we would have had Augie, we'd probably, we'd probably score a couple more runs. But, yeah, it shakes up how we write the lineup, and it shakes up how, how we go about pitching. And even over there at first base, he's one of the better ones at actually catching it. So uh, that's big. But I think we'll be all right without him, hopefully. Also, uh, one other kid won't be there. <laughs> Can't remember his
2: name. Shout him out. Shout out. <laughs> the other kid. Shout out the kid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry Cyrus. Damn. All right. Uh, next one. A uh, little contentious here, Jake. Uh, do you really believe that you can eat 40 hot dogs, no buns, 40 hot dogs, no buns in eight hours' time?
0: Um, after the Joey Chestnut, obviously. Yeah. We, we watched the Joey Chestnut. Uh, Nathan's hot dog eating contest, and Jake said, oh, I could eat 62 hot dogs (laughs) by the end of the night. Uh, And then the number regressed to 40, I think, with no buns. So do you you still think that?
1: I am saying right now, right here, in an eight-hour span, 40 hot dogs, I could smash that easily. I don't think you guys realize how long eight hours is.
0: 40 hot dogs in I don't, eight hours is easy. I don't easy. think you realize how many hot dogs 40 hot dogs is. <laughs> That's I get five it. an hour. I could easily do so five dogs. hot
1: dogs an hour. It's so
0: sick. It's, it's so many hot dogs. <laughs> I could easily do it. Okay. I'm telling you. All 40 right. in
1: eight hours is easy. I could almost do like eat as many as I can in one hour and then like take an hour off just regress probably be on the toilet for an hour (laughs) uh maybe even get up do a little maybe do a little run see if i can create some more room in there and then go ham another hour i'm just saying 40 demolished demolished give give me a a big jug jug of water water. too Um, all right it's easy i think you guys would be surprised This I think is you a, should do a poll on your guys' Twitter. I'll
2: definitely post a poll and see
1: if people think that I
2: can eat forty hot dogs in the span of eight hours. <laughs> but I think this is also something where this is going to be a situation where I think we might make you put your money where your where your mouth is, and I think this this might be an upcoming challenge here very soon. Um, Just
1: give me boarding, man. I got to mentally prepare. Yeah. For something like that. And you know what? You Physically already prepare.
2: You're already thinking ahead about your plan, your strategy, yeah, strategy. Your, your hour sessions of locking in after you eat. Yeah, I mean, we'll what? see. But I, I really, the thing that I think might hold you back, and so say you're going ham. Shout out to Kanye. If you're going ham, and you, say you get seven or eight in that first hour. I think, I just don't think you understand how sick you're going to feel. Into where you're just not gonna want to go. Realize how much of a machine I am.
1: Is I think that's the real problem here. Is you guys are underestimating me. Not you guys are too worried about. Oh, that's a lot of hot dogs. Oh, you're gonna be so sick. No. Okay. I'm a machine. We've seen it plenty of times on the weekends. How much of a machine I can really be. So. I think forty and eight hours is.
2: Easy. Easy, Luke. Easy. Okay. easy. All right. Put that on a quote card. Easy. <laughs> 40 hot
1: dogs <times> eight hours. <laughs> you know, like easy. If, I demol- if I actually do get to 40, I should get some kind of reward just because of how much you guys have underestimated me.
0: Okay, well... What if you get 62? What if you just break Joey Chestnut's performance?
1: Okay, if I get... No, I'm
0: not
1: saying <laughs> <laughs> just say, just know if I eat all three in eight hours, you guys will wish I
2: didn't. Yes. <laughs> Alright, yeah, okay. We'll think of something. Um, next question. Uh Champagne Illinois review, you got one? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Not fun, especially not having a car, and only there was only one person up there that I actually knew from our store, but yeah. I will say, though, I was, besides the eight hours I was at work, and that's really what it comes, what makes me think of the hot dogs. I feel like eight hours is usually my work shift, and I'm like, oh yeah, easily. Could demolish 40 hours of my time of being at work. 40 hot dogs, not 40 hours, but... I was locked into what was going on with this submarine because I had nothing to do. So I would just get off of work, go back to my hotel room, click, get the news on. Let's lock into what's going on with this submarine. And then everything on my TikTok is like, Oh, here's my theory about the submarine. So I, I was just locked in and I had literally every social media app that I had on was so submarine, submarine, submarine. And also, I got some really good watching of the College Baseball World Series in. So that was good. Because I don't really watch college baseball that much, which I probably should watch more of it. But, yeah.
2: Right. Shout out Champagne. Yep. And And never coming back.
0: uh, Jake, a little bit of a baseball question here. Back to it. I noticed you've been tweeting the Immaculate Square on Twitter. Yes. The the new game. I have not
1: done today's.
0: Oh, actually, I did. I got a perfect score. How are you liking
1: it? Shocker! I love it, except for I do get really mad when there's one that I can't think of, and then I always go straight to Twitter after it, and I'm like, "Who did? Who did everyone else pit?" So, but it's really fun. I was, I'm glad they came up with that because I was kind of getting done with the MLB Wordle. Like I was doing that one every day, but I was kind of getting over that one. So I'm glad they came out with that one. And I've been watching John Boy. They've been doing that over at their – They've been doing they it
0: like a long time. Yeah, they like they've been doing that for
1: forever. So yeah. I think that's the person – that's who made the
0: website is John Boy. Is it actually? I think Jolly Olive okay. made
1: it. Okay. And he works for John Boy. So
0: It's a sick game. We're getting to the point where some of the teams are repeating. But, yeah. I mean, some some of the reliable names, I think uh, Octavio Dotel. Fernando Rodney. Fernando Rodney. Edwin Jackson yep. is a big one. Uh, Nelson Cruz is a big one. Mm-hmm. And for me, Zach Granke is a big one. I, he didn't play for like a ton of teams, but I feel like
1: – Jim toby has you know, been helping us out a lot too lately, I, I feel I've like. I've been
0: discovering a lot of teams that he played for. Yeah, um, the Zach Granke is big because he hits a lot of the milestone ones mm-hmm. too. I've noticed like the strikeouts or the innings. So it's a big one for, for us. But, yeah. Do you have any questions for us? Uh, I do not are you sure you want to think about it for a second
1: uh, yeah I will think actually okay I got a question for you guys <laughs> genuinely how many hot dogs in 8 hours do you think you guys could eat
0: mm, good question uh,
1: and what's a genuine like prediction for what I get to uh,
0: what you get to I think that I think that you'll demolish the first few hours I think that you'll get like the first two hours, you'll hit your goal of five, and then after that, you'll start petering off. So, uh, no buns, though. No buns does help. That, that's I mean, a big difference. Throw
1: up? Am I out?
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can't throw up.
1: Okay. Yeah. If
0: you throw up, you get the number that you stopped at. Okay. Uh, but if you throw up after forty, I don't know if that counts. But I, I I'd say you you get at least twenty. I put you at twenty plus. That is so low. I feel like. Uh, but I, I it's How hard for me to eat? judge. How it's, many could you eat? I would say like ten or twelve in eight in hours. Eight hours uh, without the bun is—it's weird to judge without the bun because I'm like thinking with the bun.
1: You can I, at least eat two hot dogs in an hour. They're fucking tiny. I think oh, I—you I, know what? <laughs> <laughs> They're not really that big. I feel like
0: that's true, right? The ones that we were talking about yesterday, eating yeah, those but, were big. But those
1: ones at Morgan's house were big hot dogs. Uh,
0: I feel like I could get two packages in, so I, I'd say sixteen. I don't. That's a lot of hot dogs, though.
1: Cam, okay, how are you? You're a, a hashtag food guy. Uh, I think.
2: I feel like you could easily get thirty. Eight hours. I think I'm um, in the twenties, but like. I don't know how I'm doing it because like I don't eat hot dogs without – yeah, like ever, ever. I haven't done that since I was probably like four or five years old when I was at a babysitter's house and they chopped up the hot dog and put ketchup on the plate. And you just rolled it around in the ketchup and then ate it. Um, So just – like, a part of it would be actually getting over just eating plain hot dogs for me. Yeah,
1: that's something that I really That's a mental about. thing, yeah, too. I think that there will, like, before my body shuts down, I think my brain will shut down and be like, oh, this is starting to taste awful. And might not ever have a hot dog again after I do this challenge. I but,
0: mean, I guess you could put, like, ketchup and mustard on it.
2: Well, I feel you, like that's just... It's going to slow you down it's going to slow me down. And it's going to make it, that number that you're trying to reach, much more difficult to get. I think I could get, I think a little above Luke, I think probably somewhere close to the 20s, because eight hours. But holy shit, I'm going to be sick as a mug. Yeah. I really think I'd be really, really sick. And my prediction for you, I think, you, I think you're either going to get either... The, High twenties are you're gonna cross the thirty range, and once you cross thirty, you're gonna be like, that is damn close and call
0: it. And no, be really I'm sick. That's the, the opposite. He if yeah. he's, he's that close, he's gonna finish well, We
1: gotta job. really plan this out because like I don't know what the good time of the day would be to
2: start. If we go like I think if we could make it a weekend thing and yeah. uh, you know.
0: Playing around everybody's
2: schedule, I think we could easily do it either from like either a noon to eight or like a four to midnight type of deal. I think those are good eating hours, especially and so You have to prepare though, you know. You're probably you can't. You would not want to eat that day, probably. I would assume. Maybe I don't I really think know. You could maybe eat something small for breakfast. Yeah, like maybe I get, guess. The um, yeah. get the tummy going. Um, yeah. But what about the day before? You probably got to eat light as shit. Probably two days before. If you really are trying to get to forty,
1: I don't know, man. I think you guys are underestimating. The ho- yeah, the Glizzy Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> All right, so what? So you said about sixteen. I would say probably about twenty ish for me, eight hours. Wow. I, thi- and you know what? <laughs> but like I said, it. It's a mental thing at yeah, that point. Yeah. I think we could all probably, I think me and Luke both could actually cross over 20 at least, but our brains are keeping us 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 yeah. range.
0: Let's be clear. We're, we're talking about 40 hot dogs. Cam just muted me out of nowhere. Um, Forty hot dogs. What you said yesterday? You said I could eat sixty-two hot dogs. Yeah, so that's okay. Hard. Now
1: that I'm thinking, I could not eat sixty-two.
0: Okay. But <laughs> spur of the moment. <laughs> okay. Because that's that was my initial reaction of hell no. Yeah. Forty. There is a chance. I don't think you're gonna do it, but so there's you're also me there's a chance. I I would put like you know like uh, in 2021 when the Cardinals have like a 2.8 percent chance of making the playoffs, that's what I would give you to finish this challenge. Like, you could go on a 17-game winning streak. It would be, like, a miracle, but there's a chance. It's not impossible. 17 dogs, one hour. <laughs> yeah. In the last I'm hour. I'm just
1: excited to see what this Twitter poll does on the Show Me Show because someone told me I fell off. I needed that. That's basically the mindset
0: I have right now. Oh, I needed that. <laughs> All right, Jake. Well, thank you for coming on today and uh, yeah. just kind of – you know, shooting the shit with us for an hour. So it was a good uh, talk. <laughs> yeah. And uh I guess we'll we'll see him maybe for the playoffs. Yep. Or you right. might see me hoisting my
1: trophy from okay. when I eat forty hot dogs.
0: Okay. And Cubs are gonna win the Central? Right? Yep. Okay. Cubs will win the Central.
1: Okay. Uh Braves are winning the World Series. Over
0: the Braves, really?
1: I said Braves are winning the World oh, Series. Oh, I thought
0: you said Rays. Oh sorry.
1: No, Braves are winning okay. the World
0: Series. I agree got to get here,
2: I guess. All right. So thanks to Jake for coming on the show once again. I think that's third time, right, Lucas? I want to say. At uh, least. I
0: think, actually, uh, if you count fourth. the episode that he filled in for you, I think it's fourth. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thanks, Jake. Uh, that was actually probably we liked the Ryan interview a lot and the trevor interview but that one was fun because at the end we were just sh- shooting the shit you're right luke so that was that was good uh we'll do that again sometime don't worry um so yeah uh but yeah thanks to jake um we are gonna wrap up the show with uh, a little show me show question fantasy corner and then um yeah, yeah. our wheel spins as wheel
0: well spin. yeah wait before we do um, that though cam did anything happen this week? You got any tough scenes or anything? <sighs> anything out of the ordinary? <sighs> or was it was a good week for you. Did, Did I have, have one? Am I money? forgetting one? I, uh, I don't know. It's
2: just a question. No, I, nothing major. I mean, 40 bucks on gas yesterday. But everybody's <laughs> doing that. Not not yet. The week That's is still kind of young. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a middle-aged week here. Shit, that's not good. Um, no, I'm good so far. How about you? Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I had a pretty good week. The storm on Saturday was a little rough, though. You know, everyone's in bed at 11.45, and it's just, oh, tornado siren. And then it was like a fake tornado siren, because like five minutes later, they're like, oh, there's no tornado warning anymore. So it just woke us up from nothing.
2: Yeah, that uh, actually that is boring, a tough At least we got
0: rain. We needed rain.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Major. That That probably was
2: actually my tough scene of the week. Yeah. Um I was sound asleep was woken up for a fake tornado. Um it's actually I was thinking about this during the fake tornado, Luke. It's been a while since we've had a real tornado. I'm you know, I'm personally a, I live on the side of if you you got to be a bitch to die from wind, but it's been a while since we've had a real tornado. So, um, another fake one coming on fake storms. Um, yeah, that was a tough scene. Uh, took a little bit to get, get back to sleep, but eventually I was able to overcome adversity and do that Luke. So yeah, that was my tough scene as well. Of
0: course. I guess my tough scene would just be that I got locked out of the gym that I paid for. Uh, I have like a a, a key card, not a key card, but a a key fob, and uh, you just you just scan it on the thing on non business hours. All you gotta do is scan in, and then you can get into the gym for twenty four hour access. And it just denied me the other day. I was just trying to finish my workout, and uh, it's like, oh, you uh, actually can't go in here. And but uh, luckily, I got that taken care of, so it, it's all good now. But it it was a tough scene in the moment because I had to just come home. What yeah. are you asking me, Cam?
2: I was, uh, you were frozen on my screen, so I missed the last 30 seconds of whatever you just said, so. Oh.
0: I was talking That's about all right. my, my key fob story about how it locked me out of the gym. Oh, shit, yeah, that was a... a weird, tough scene. Yeah. I, yeah, I was just, like, halfway through my workout, because there's two separate buildings at, at the gym, and I, I could get into the other one, but I went to finish my workout on the inside, It was like, oh, no, you can't do it, so kind of I was just like cut short and all my work out. It, it was weird. Yeah, I would have been up yeah, in that, arms about that as well. That's uh, that's some tough scenes, uh, but we did we did ask some for some listener questions today. And if you do follow the Twitter, make sure you follow the Twitter. I know mean, we, we, we pound that in constantly. Um, it's in your face all the time, but it's important because Twitter is, you- that's how the show lives. The, <laughs> what just happened? Walk-off? It's got to be a walk-off. Oh, did the Cardinals God. just get walked off? The C-words, did they just get...
2: Jesus Christ, Luke. I... This team, man. This team. Did they lose? They lost, man. Dude, <laughs> he, he had an easy... He I had an
1: you.
2: easy... He had an easy out at first, and he just... Threw it way over Paul's head. And two guys scored. No way. An error. <laughs> Guy from first scored. He threw it into the stands just about.
0: <laughs> that was the most predictable thing ever. When we got on to finish this show, we were talking about the Jordan Walker home run. You know, three and two count down to our last strike. Jordan Walker, two-run homer to put us up. And I told Cam, well, there's still three outs to blow it. There's still plenty of time for us to blow this game. And shit, sure enough, oh, thank God I'm not watching it. I, I'm protesting. i protesting. I refuse to watch a terrible ball club. There's there's no way. Oh, my God. Okay, we got to get back. No more C-words talk. We, We had enough of that. That was. I actually prefer not to give him screen time. (laughs) Oh man, that was really really bad. Like I guess, in all honesty, thanks for the memory. Shout out Jordan Walker. Yeah, thanks for the hope. He's like Jordan Love for me right now. I I put my faith in Jordan's (laughs) hope. Yeah, he's giving me hope. Um. Yeah, that that's just a an ongoing tough scene is the 2023 (laughs) C-Words baseball season. Uh, But yeah, basically uh, before, (laughs) before that happened, (laughs) uh, we're going to be asking probably the next few weeks just for some questions. So if you want to get involved in the show, make sure you go on the Twitter, um, ask some questions to be mentioned on the show, because we are in a lull of the sports season and the one team that is playing right now. I mean, we just, we just laughed at them. So Uh, Just to get on some, you know, a a bright note, we'll we'll ask some questions. So we did ask that this week. We got a few questions from Mr. Tom Haddox, um, avid listener of the show. Uh, He comments a lot. So shout out to Tom Haddox for being involved in the show. Um, Might be up for listener of the year. He might be up for that. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, coach. Yeah. Uh, So the first question that he has, he says, Beth... Excuse me. Best athlete nickname of all time. You gave some examples, a.k.a. Sweetness or The Wizard, etc. Uh, we did talk about this one a little earlier ago, and I think a lot of them that we mentioned were probably not appropriate for the show, but uh, there are some pretty pretty good <laughs> nicknames regardless. Um, one that's just off the
2: top of my head, uh, Megatron for calvin johnson that is an unreal nickname i mean you just you just know if you hear megatron and you know anything about the 21st century you're just like man and you're talking about sports you're like man that guy must be an unbelievable player and he was um so i would say megatron's up there i mean
0: uh i'll stay on yeah megatron definitely that might be one one honestly if we're doing like a, Mm a power rankings that might yeah. be 1-1 uh, in, like, in a draft. But staying on football, another one that might be the second, right behind that, prime time, Deion Sanders.
2: That is a damn good one, yeah. Oh, good. man, yeah. Just prime time. Uh, honestly, moving over to basketball, just LeBron, uh the king, you know. If you're just called the king, yeah. I mean, you just know you own that entire era, which is pretty crazy. So...
0: <laughs> One that goes along with that, too, that's emerging is the Joker, like Jokic. I mean, if we're going like deck of cards, the King, the Joker, I mean, those are like two top tier cards right there. And it's just, I could battle it out. That's, it's pretty cool. I remember they did that graphic during the Western Conference finals, and I was like, that is just sick, where they put them on the playing cards. Um, that's, that's awesome. Uh, some baseball ones I could think of El Nino, uh, Fernando Tatis. I, I don't know how he got that nickname, but that just that's a sick nickname. Uh, Big Train. Th- this is an old one, but Walter Johnson, Big Train. I mean, if you're just called Big Train and you're a pitcher, that's just a sick nickname. Uh, that gives me Night Train Lane. That is an all-time
2: name. Yeah. Night Train Lane. Sure. I mean, tackle people by their necks and their face masks. <laughs> one of the greatest cornerbacks of all time. More eighty one as a cornerback. Um Ed Tall Jones. That's a great one. Coach Haddock's mentioned some. Uh Mordecai, Greenfinger Brown. Yeah. Uh he his sweetness, Walter Payton, the wizard. Um Man, uh oh, man, the Wizard is Bamb- a great one, yeah. Yeah. The Great Bambino, yeah. the babe. I mean, those are all
0: pretty much yeah. Every single one of Babe Ruth's nicknames is just they play. I mean, the Sultan of Squat, the King of Crash, the Great Bambino, the Babe, just everything. Yeah, he's 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 just one of of those legends of sports. Absolutely. I mean, people make the joke in in today's game, he wouldn't be as good, which is 100% true, but he's still a legend. So you can't write baseball without Babe Ruth.
2: Hammer and Hank Aaron. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, man, there's so many like even that are like relevant today that like if it was football season we would be able to just off the top of our heads because people would be saying their names a lot more often. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll 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 uh, bite the bullet and name off some of the vulgar ones. Uh, Big Meat Pete. Peter Lonzo, we talked about him a lot
0: earlier during the show. Polar Bear. Uh Polar yeah. Bear too. It's another one of his. That's cool. Um Big Dick Nick uh during the Super Bowl run. Nick
2: Foles for the Eagles. Uh oh yeah. And a local legend, Horsecock Lock. There you go. Those are your big three.
0: Through lock, baby.
2: Um yeah. so yeah. Uh I could sit here Man, and do I just this had a good for hours.
0: Oh, uh, some basketball ones like in today's. Hookah? Spider? Huh? Spider Mitchell, yeah. I was going to say Hookah Doncic. Did you just say the same thing? No, you said Spider and I uh, said Hookah. Himmy Butler? Oh. Yeah. Himmy <laughs> Hemi, Hemi Butler's a good one. Uh, I mean, if you're just called Himmy, that's, you know, you're him. Uh, I'm trying to think of some NFL ones. I know. Pat Mahomes needs a nickname. He needs a nickname. They, I, don't
2: know, I mean, he's kind of like Tom Brady. It's kind of like you're just that good, you don't even need like, one. It's, yeah, it's just GOAT, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man.
0: Man, I feel like we're missing so many like older no, we are. players. We are. We're missing
2: NFL, uh, too. Kareem the Dream? Yeah.
0: Magic. Oh, magic. That would have been a big miss. Yeah, it's an all-time. Yeah, no kidding. It was a layup right there. Yeah. Uh, Mamba. The Black Yeah, Mamba.
2: the Black Ma- Damn, yeah, that is a really, really good one. That's an all-time.
0: We'll have to do a... A dru- you want to yeah. do just like a, a Mount Rushmore real quick, PMT style? <laughs> okay, we'll do a snake. Okay, well we well, just named them we'll all to, though. We we'll have to go rapid fire here. We'll have to go rapid fire just to do top four for each of us.
2: Okay, I'll, I'm going to take first. my one one Megatron. Oh. I'm going to take one one.
0: All right, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Prime Time. Like I said earlier, I think that's number two. Uh, man. I'll go. I'll go. Big Train, Walter Johnson. I, I love that one. One of my personal okay. favorites. Oh
2: man. Uh, pick, pick four here. You get two. Of them. Um, I think I'll go with Night Train Lane that is yeah and then uh the black mamba that is a, a really good one too Damn yeah it. yeah okay
0: that that was going to be my next one <laughs> i'll go the king cuz mm-hmm. you know lebron uh and then i'll go the wizard i'll say ozzy mm-hmm. that's my that's my fourth. yeah i want to just barely missed with magic, but you get one. More I magic.
2: I think I was either going to take magic, but I really like sweetness too. I mean, that is just there is there's nothing like sweetness. I mean it. So um yeah, I'll go sweetness. Yeah,
0: I'm not a big fan of sweetness, but I it, it's all right. <laughs> I guess I don't hate it. All right, the fridge question number two. Forgot about the fridge. <laughs> that's true thicker kicker that is a really uh, good one too that we forgot about harrison butker no mevis uh, number Mavis. two Mavis. Best... yeah harrison Meavis, not butker yeah same it's a kicker though uh yeah. best sport to watch in person the answer is either hockey or soccer but i'll hang up and listen Uh, I will agree with you. Soccer is awesome to watch in person. If you're watching it on TV, it's boring as hell. But in person, if you've never been to a soccer, like a professional soccer game in person, it's awesome. The fans are so passionate. It's one of those sports where you just like appreciate the fans more than what you do, uh, the actual sport itself. Um, Hockey, hockey's all right. Um, It's cool to watch in person. I would not say it's the best one, though. By any means, I actually enjoy watching hockey on t v more than I do in person uh, For me,
2: hockey in person is probably the only way that I can actually sit down and watch it, kind of like baseball. Um, I think this this question's kind of hard for me because it kind of depends on where you're at in the season, and it depends on what like if it's just straight regular season game. I think it's hockey over even soccer, but um if it's I, I mean if we're talking that. if we're talking playoffs or um you know anything like that, I mean playoff baseball is insanity and playoff football is insanity. Um I and I haven't gotten to experience playoff football. I've experienced playoff baseball um and it was awesome. Uh, I've, I haven't gotten to experience playoff football, but I've seen it on TV and I can see it, you know, but, and I, you know, I would also say, I mean, there's not a whole lot of atmospheres like college football atmospheres. College, um,
0: that was what I was getting ready to say. Best atmosphere. And
2: even, even, you know, big rivalries late in, uh, conference season for basketball too. I mean, in college, so those can get, I I mean, pretty much. Any college atmosphere kind of trumps any professional atmosphere for me, at least. Um, that's I just think college atmospheres I, are that much I better. Don't know.
0: I think that soccer can compete with it because in America we have we've we've big corporate, you know, big corporate, corporate America has kind of taken over sporting events. I feel like to a certain extent in America, but in soccer, it's like the poor man can just go to a soccer game um, you know, they allow for that to happen. So it gets pretty rowdy over there. I've never been obviously to like a European or Spanish soccer game, but I can only imagine how electric that atmosphere must be. And that's, that's regular season games. Like they don't really have postseason over there. So that's like every game is just like an awesome atmosphere. But, uh, if I, I've never been to an NFL game, so I can't say that I'm hoping to go to one this year. That would, that would be awesome. Um, but I've never been to an NFL game, so I can't really fairly judge that. But the two best atmospheres I've been to, like sporting-wise, was the St. Louis City game. It wasn't even an MLS game. It was They were playing like some lower-level team. The atmosphere there was awesome at St. Louis City soccer. And then uh, the Cardinal playoff game last year, like when Juan Yepes hit that two-run homer, that was probably the loudest I've ever heard a stadium ever in my life. Um. So that was pretty awesome. So I, yeah, playoff baseball, college football. I think there it depends on the atmosphere that you're in, because there's some that are better than others. Like if you're at a whiteout Penn State Saturday night game, I I can't imagine there's a better atmosphere in America better than that. Um, you know that that's one of that's one of the, the all time greats. You know, if you're yeah. Virginia Tech, that's a, that's inner a great Sandman. Atmosphere.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's kind of a depends yeah. on the situation kind of thing because I have been to an NFL, a few NFL games and I've been to some where the atmosphere wasn't that great, but I've also been to some where it was Cardinals-Rams Thursday night football and the stadium was packed and the Rams won at the very, very end of the game and it was sick. And then I've also been to two SEC East-clinching Mizzou football games and those were two of the most fun night sports nights of my life so um I, I and i've had some crazy awesome mizzou basketball experience experiences as well um so i personally for me i just think college atmospheres trump everything here in the states and i am 100 percent agree with you i bet overseas european soccer is insanity um because like kind of like you were talking about uh, even for just regular season games, but also their regular season games means so much more because their asses get relegated.
0: So, um, yeah. I honestly, I'm, I think we should bring relegation into uh, American sports, but that's not a topic for today, but I I think that would make things a lot more interesting and a lot more competitive. And these owners that they're jugheads, we'll say that and they will be humbled. Um, so let's get the last question here is uh your go-to sauce at B-Dubs. I'll be honest, I don't really go to B-Dubs that often, but I usually just get the buffalo sauce and it hits every time. So. Um I I usually splash in a bunch of different
2: sauces. Um I like to go teriyaki and uh honey barbecue as my not spicy and then I'll either go with like uh i don't know if at, i don't know if it's called like a Carolina heat there or just buffalo as well um but I really like getting like a bunch of different sauces, and I always try to get those three uh buffalo teriyaki, and uh honey barbecue, so those are probably my top my top three not
0: very hot but and pretty simple, but I love them so yeah. All right, good answers. Uh, you want to get some wheel spins here before we close out the show? Sounds good. We doing three here today?
2: Yeah, we can we can roll with Are three we
0: doing two. Okay, I I thought we did the math on it last week, and it was <sighs> it was like it's math, not it's three a show. Yeah. Okay, this one's an interesting one. It's a big topic. One the Detroit Lions. This is one of the most interesting teams going in the next year, in my opinion. Um, you want to go first or me? Because I'm, I'm kind of ready to speak on it. Yeah, that's
2: fine. Okay, yeah, right. then you can go first. Yeah, it's fine.
0: Yep. All right, three, two, one. Detroit Lions, uh, they are kind of on the up and up. They're very, very hyped up to compete this year. They're probably going to be NFC North favorites, if I had to guess. Their defense is awesome. Jared Goff has actually evolved into a pretty good quarterback. Their offense is evolving. They're getting a lot of receivers. Their O-line is getting sneaky, really, really dominant good. Um, and then Dan Campbell, man Campbell, hiring the ship. You know, he's turned this ship around. It was a disaster when he got there. In just two years, he's made up a competitive team. I think they might be slightly overrated, but I still think they're going to make the playoffs, and, hey, they could get their second win since 1957. So <laughs> Yeah, Um
2: and the ship was going uh, going under last year, and he righted it towards the end, and they almost made the playoffs, spoiled the Packers, as we all remember. And uh, one thing I'll say about this, Luke, is we're going to find out very, very, very fast because they play the Chiefs first game of the year Thursday night football to start the NFL season, so
0: we'll find out pretty quick. All right, there we go. I also don't think that you said find out really quick. That's a terrible Judgment game, like if we make a judgment on them based off the Chiefs, you're right? It on is. The opening weekend, but but you'll find out. You'll find out what they're made of. I mean, if if they go in and they just demolish the Chiefs, then it's like okay, okay, okay. Here come the Lions. No, they're but, not gonna. It's I not mean, just that. In, it's,
2: can they hang?
0: Can they? You know. Okay. Can they hang with them? I get it. I get what you're saying. <laughs> It was also the Chiefs. We have to, we have to figure that in. let That's the and NFL what spin that was. You'll see. Oh, okay, all right. And here's probably the second interesting team going into the year: the Buffalo Bills. Mm.
2: Mm-mm. Shout Buffalo out Grayson.
0: Bills. I'm kind of the other way though. Grayson. <laughs> yeah, you You can take the first one on this one. Okay. You got it. Uh.
2: All right, everybody's getting older. Nobody's getting younger on this team. Um, Their drafting has been kind of weird. Their signings have been kind of all over the place the last few years. Von Miller got hurt, obviously, and they've been trying to keep that secondary together. Um, But Josh Allen's just got to prove it, and that's really enough said. They should have went and got out a true running back but they, they really didn't. Um, So um,
0: another year without a running back, just Josh. Yeah. I mean, this, this team has been one of the AFC top dogs for years now, but they haven't gotten over that hump. They haven't won the AFC. Um, And that's a little bit concerning to me because everyone, like you said, is getting older on this team and everyone in their division is getting better. The dolphins are getting better. The jets are getting better. Uh, Maybe not the Patriots, but, those two teams are getting better. They're going to have a tough time winning the division this year, I think. Still a playoff team, 100%, but are these Super Bowl contenders anymore? I I don't know, and uh, that concerns me. All I think right. they underperformed underperform this year
2: significantly. But we were talking last night that might be the best thing for them. We'll see. Going into the offs, that is.
0: All right. Uh. Okay, uh, we got the Cleveland Browns up next. I don't know if that's really an interesting team or not, or if it's just like right. uh, the Cleveland Browns. But it, 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 there, there's some interesting things going here. We can uh, beat ready, around the bush. Speak on your AFC North Carolina?
2: Beat around the bush,
0: or we could be on the bush. And... Shout out to Deshaun <laughs> if you're Deshaun Watson. <laughs> uh, um,
2: <laughs> let's see. Uh. Yeah, I, I hate these guys. I always do. Um, I hate Brownie the Elf with a passion. Um, Deshaun Watson, I don't don't really like him. I hate their fans more than anything. They're just dumb, stupid, uh, not a whole lot of analytical stuff here. I don't really think they're going to be that good um, unless Deshaun rises back up. And if he does, then they're going to be pretty solid, I think, because they have the roster talent, and Deshaun – you need a good quarterback to win in this league.
0: Yeah, Deshaun is the huge key here. I mean, we we talk about the QB for almost every single team. This is literally a deliver-die with the QB type of team here. Kevin Stefanski has shown he can be a good play caller in the past, obviously winning coach of the year, but he's also shown he can be a pretty terrible play caller as well. Um, But this team, I mean, they need to live through the running game. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, I think they still have Kareem Hunt. Um, but Nick Chubb, anyway, on the ground, just an absolute dog. I think this team might make – they might sneak into the playoffs this year and surprise some people. But Sean's got to play well. All big, right. big key there.
2: Yeah. All
0: right, that's 11 teams down. Yeah, 21 left. Wheels getting smaller. Some of the teams on here include the Packers could be an interesting one. We got some interesting ones off the board today, though. The Bills and Lions were, like, two of my interesting ones. <clears throat> oh, the Jets will be an interesting one to talk about. Ravens. Uh, Jaguars will be interesting. Giants will be interesting. Dolphins. Rams will be very interesting to talk about. And, of course, the Broncos, too. Some of the interesting teams that we still have left. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you once again to Jake. And uh, if you guys have any suggestions for, I don't know, interviews or topics you guys want to hear on the show, we're all ears until, you know, we got another month and a half till football season starts. So, um, yeah, we got, we got a lot to do. But thank you guys for tuning in once again. And we'll see you next week uh, after the All-Star game. So have a happy All-Star game, everyone.